0: movie Made since Oscar Wilde was writing letters, head cannon to watch them all and tell you how to make them better. So put your earbuds in and forget what you planning. It's time to take our heads and shoot them out of a can, shoot them out of a cannon. 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 shoot them out of a can, head cannon. Welcome to head cannon. Tonight we have a very special guest, uh, Nicole Bruce. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Hi. Thank-
0: <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Brent. How are you doing? I'm
1: great, man. How are you?
0: Good. Doing well. Yep. You know, it's a Monday. Wrapped up. Uh, wrapped up work, and then got got set up for the podcast. So, and then we're having toilet issues here. You're having toilet <laughs> issues. On which toilet?
1: All three. What? Yeah, there's three. Yeah, they gurgle. They like go boop 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 boop. And I was just about a to ask for specifics. I'm like, that's very vague. Toilet. Right. I know. Yeah, my 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 wife's coworker. He's like also like a contractor person, and he came. He's been on our roof like three times, trying to stick various things down our like. There's a pipe that that shoots up out of your roof. I didn't know this until a week ago, but it it releases sewer gas. He thinks a squirrel crawled in there and died. Oh. Come <laughs> so, on.
0: You got a squirrel so in like, your sewer gas pipe?
1: <laughs> yeah, so, so like, so like the, the toilets are gurgle, and my wife and I will look at each other, and I'll be like, "Do you think that's the squirrel's screams?" Oh my God! <laughs> no, that poor like, no, squirrel. He's dead. That's terrible. I didn't know that was a real thing that could actually happen.
2: Like that sounds like that sort of like that it sounds like that like threat that you say to someone. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, Oh God, it sounds like a
0: squirrel crawled up there and died. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's because, <laughs> not, not that that actually happens. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. I've never heard of that. I had no idea. Yeah. We just need someone to come out and like
1: snake, the snake, the thing. I don't know.
0: That's right. See, that, see that, that squirrel really? probably, it probably spent its life afraid of one kind of snake. But it didn't realize that in death, it was going to be sought out by a different kind of snake, right? So anyway, Nicole, it's good to have you on the show. I haven't talked to you in a long time. Uh, we know each other from high school, all of us. Yep. And, and you know, I, it was, I always had a blast hanging out with you. You were always one of my favorite people in high school. And, you know, I, I participated in theater a bit in high school. And there were a lot of very talented people. But when I think of, like, theater in Bloomington, Indiana, I think... Yep. Nicole Bruce, really? So, Goodness. so how of have you been? The Bruce's. What's that? <laughs> That's right. Oh, of the of the sisters, Bruce. Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, so and your sister Danielle would always come and be. Uh, I remember. I remember. I learned what I think muslin was from her because I, <laughs> I I heard. The, Probably. As we were building sets and everything, I was like, I was like, oh, what the right. fuck is this word? What are you talking about? And it's like, no muslin. <laughs> it's a thing. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, I know that now. And I'll remember that for the rest of my life for some goddamn reason. you know." <laughs> awesome. I'm going to pass that on to her. You should. She'll,
2: she'll, she'll love to know that. She'll be like, good. I'm glad, I'm glad that, that, you know, somebody remembers something.
0: <laughs> yes, I, I definitely <laughs> <That's funny>. do. <laughs> But so how have you been since then? What do you what have you been up to? We talked we talked a little bit before we started recording, uh just right. about kind of our experiences with COVID over the past couple of years. But but yeah, just yeah. in general, what have you been up
2: to? Um, well, I mean I, I think uh Brent, um, I started to sort of uh regale you with um uh, what I had done after, after college. And, um, it took me some time. I mean, it, it's sort of like the Tommy boy joke about, you know, like lots of people go to college for seven years. Um, yeah. and, uh, that's sort of what I did, but mine was like broken up, um, into like really strange, like little chunks. Uh, but I finally graduated in 2014 cause I left and then came back and then took a couple years off after that came back again Um, and so officially finally, um, finished in 2014, um, and then moved up to Chicago for a second time, um, Mm -hmm. after that. And, uh, it was not, I mean, I had a weird experience my first time up in Chicago and, uh, it was the right place for me to go at the time, but, um, I just didn't have a very good experience and then came back, finished school and decided to go back up to Chicago because I was with different people this time and I was older and I was just a different person and I was like surely the experience will be better um and it wasn't uh, (laughs) not for me anyway you know it was a little like um I the thing I always say I mean this was my experience anyway returning to Chicago was a little like because there were a lot of good things about being in Chicago and it was a good place to be straight out of getting a theater degree, especially with a concentration in acting and all of that. But it was a little like, um, it was a little like reconnecting with um, with uh, someone you had dated and like you start to date again. And at first you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is great, you know? And then they do something or you do something that makes you go, oh yeah, that's why we broke up. <laughs> and so that was sort of what Chicago was like. Mm-hmm where I was like oh yeah that's why i left the first time um and uh and so i i moved back to bloomington but but in that um i sort of had an epiphany and it was that i didn't i didn't think i wanted to act anymore um and i uh, strangely uh do you guys remember the sci-fi show face off the makeup contest show
0: I don't no. I know
2: of it i know of it Okay, well um so it used to be on the sci-fi channel and it was a like reality competition series. Um but it was really cool and uh it, it was it, it basically got to showcase sort of like the special effects world. And I remember watching it way back when it first premiered and sort of like like on the back burner of my mind thinking god I want to learn how to do that. But you know, I I didn't bother to pursue that. I wanted to be an actor and that's what I concentrated on. Um, so years later, fast forward to 2014, living in Chicago, sort of dissatisfied with still being an actor and sort of the rigmarole and like the hustle of being an actor. Um, I I was like, you know, I haven't watched old episodes of Face Off in ages. I was like, I just kind of in the mood to watch them again. And so I did come around to season four. There's a contestant there named Anthony Kosar, who, spoiler alert, wins the season. And um, he's from Westmont, um, which is just a little suburb outside of Chicago. And it, it occurred to me as I was watching it, I was like, I wonder if he has any classes, um, you know, or a school or whatever. And sure enough, he did. And so I was like, perfect. I'm right here in Chicago, Westmont's 30 minutes away. And I signed up for a mask making class. And I was like, I'll do something sort of that I'm familiar with, but kind of jump into an an easy form of special effects makeup and I went there got to meet him um he's a great teacher uh, very personable um and that's just kind of sort of how it started and I was like you know what I'm miserable in Chicago I miss my sister um I'm gonna move back to Bloomington and this is sort of how I'm gonna start a new you know trajectory in my career mm-hmm. and yeah and I thought I would I thought I would miss being an actor more. I thought it would be a harder transition. It wasn't. Um, and uh, so that's basically what I've been doing. I, uh, I, I wanted to sort of go like, you know, uh, full bore with uh, special effects makeup. That didn't happen as quickly, obviously. So I, I sort of um, got my feet wet doing props for theater. Uh, but that's been wonderful and really lucrative, too, because in the interim, while I can't when I can't get makeup gigs, um, I'm still completely employable for doing prop and costume fabrication. What's the especially. weirdest prop you've ever made? Oh, I've made a lot of weird props. Uh, probably a dead mouse. <laughs> yeah. a dead mouse was, was kind of a weird prop to make, um, a, a cadaver. I've had to make a dead body, um, like a full dead body. Um, and so that was interesting. I, I ended up using, um, a mannequin for half of it. So that was nice. It sort of helped, you know, economically.
1: So <laughs> Did Normally the, the shape of a person. Yeah. Well,
2: sense. yeah. Well, you know, and also, I mean, something like that, too, that like if somebody had to cut into it or whatever, it'd have to be like silicone. And that's crazy expensive. And so I was like, okay, good. It just has to look like uh, it was like a morgue scene. And so I was like, okay, so it just has to, from like the torso up, has to look like a dead body that they just received or whatever. Right. And so, you know, yeah. Making like a toe tag. the body was weird too i know that's strange because it's not like a complicated prop to make like Uh it's just it's just a weird thing that i'm like oh my god i have to buy tags and then like print out a label that looks like you know
0: a toe tag
2: filing the filing for like the body in the morgue i'm like this is weird my google search is probably probably flagged a thousand times (laughs) with that oh and you're like googling like tags like yeah, what do yeah.
0: they look like
2: i mean i mean the things i have to google i mean it's just i mean yeah my 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 search history is is not like not incriminating because of like porn right. it's incriminating because it's like how to make a how to do this how to how to you know what's the best way to you know disfigure a body and like you know, <laughs> you
0: know <laughs> I've, I've, i feel like I've, I've heard this in like um writers thre- like reddit threads about screenwriters or like any any like a couple you know facebook pages i follow that's like pages for writers like that's yep. a common thing is like yeah our search histories are totally fucked like it's yeah. just the the weirdest shit in there you know and
2: no totally because you start you, you sort of you get um, um you get on a thread of like wanting to write about something and if you don't know about it you immediately go to google and you're like starting to like look stuff up and you know yeah. who knows but yeah yeah, <laughs> well, Between, the- <laughs>
1: yeah. well and i was you search for that dark shit. like it auto fills yeah like Like, i thought about this the other day i was like
0: you're not alone (laughs) i thought of i thought of the line hey will you do me a
1: flavor and i didn't even bother to look it up because i just know that that's like a that's like a a post on um urban dictionary
0: right yeah (laughs) well and that's i i was writing something the other day where it was um it involved people being like knocked unconscious in vegas and driven back to indianapolis right so i was searching like How how could you keep someone unconscious for like twenty? And I I was like, this is this is just like. And I was like, how do I search this 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 without actually typing it out in like you know? (laughs) (laughs) Laptop. Totally.
2: Or or like or, or like I mean or or certain shows will like. They'll they'll be uh, they'll be referential, and so I need to sort of know the history of whatever is being referenced in the show. And so it's not even necessarily, or it's not even like literally a bad action or phrase that I have to search, but like the person or the reference is sort of sketch. Right. And so it's oh god, you know. And so I have like the history of like terrorism or like you know how you know how many people does it take to to you know kill uh such and such or like you know but yeah you know how 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 did ted bundy get away with blah 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 and it's just like oh my god i don't
1: and i feel like that's even like a premise for movies at times Mm -hmm. like the writer is also an actual killer but they write murder novels and that's that's his or her alibi right right that's right right. it was research for my job yeah
0: just research (laughs)
1: Yeah, just tax write-offs. Those off. heads
0: yeah. in the freezer—those uh, are write-offs. Well, yeah, I, exactly. I, I got a receipt. <laughs> the the dead mouse prop. Was that for a show where somebody was having toilet trouble and a mouse had gotten in their <laughs> sewer pipe? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. yes I thought so. <laughs> no, it was a musical.
2: It was. So. Oh,
1: a made spit into his mason jar.
0: Well, awesome. Well, Nicole, do you want to mention the? Um, the movie we're kind of going to talk about tonight that you, you yes I do the the movie you brought to us to watch what what are we yes. talking about today?
2: Uh, we're going to talk about Fright Night, Fright the Night. original, the nineteen eighty five version <laughs> uh, Tom Holland's Opus. That's right.
0: Fright yeah. Night. Yeah. Brent Brent <laughs> has joined uh, the conversation as Tom Holland's Opus. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, uh, I, I,
2: what I didn't realize is that um that this was uh Fright Night was Tom Holland's directorial debut and then and then so I I I guess like in in the in the horror movie community if you mention Tom Holland I mean I'm sure obviously major fans will be like oh yeah Fright Night but he was known really for Child's Play yeah that's
0: right Uh yeah and
2: then and then and so I I'm you know I'm still sort of a horror movie noob and so uh i didn't realize that you know this was sort of his like him you know getting his feet wet yeah in this genre and then he'd sort of get known for child's play so i didn't know that
0: yeah i didn't realize that either and he's a couple other movies he directed unfortunately it's like a couple if if you probably if you ranked like some of the worst stephen king adaptations i feel like (laughs) near the top of that list would be the langolier's and the movie Thinner, uh, both of which were directed by Tom Holland, unfortunately for him. Yes, so.
2: I think I do know the Langoliers. Okay, yeah. yes.
0: And so, so Tom Holland can be kind of hit or miss, right? So.
2: Well, yes. I mean, uh, I mean, the very movie I think that we're going to talk about tonight is is has hits and misses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all in one.
0: Yeah, all wrapped so, in one. Yeah,
2: right. You're so cool, Brewster.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Evil Ed, and that was a hell of, That guy was like. I don't even know what they were trying to do with that actor. He was just so over the top and so ridiculous. It was uh, it was it was wild just tra- watching that guy in every scene. I think I wrote
2: down. I mean, and like, y- you know, just in case I needed to remember how emphatic I felt writing the note, <laughs> it's like three exclamation points and like underlined like three times. I think I put like Stephen Jeffries is acting so hard.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: That was my big takeaway. I was like, "Wow."
0: <laughs> what? Okay. And I and I think he got this role. I read something where he was like, he had the same agent as Anthony Michael Hall, right? Yeah, and, the Weird Science audition. The Weird right? Science audition. Yeah, and so he was accidentally sent to that audition. He wasn't supposed to be there, but then I right. guess I guess the cast, casting director just like remembered him. Uh, well, I, I,
2: there was one. There was one anecdote that. So everything was the same about, you know, the same agent. He got sent to the Weird Science audition in, in, instead okay. of Anthony Michael Hall initially. Okay. And then there was one anecdote that was like that particular audition went terribly, mm-hmm. but she remembered him. And so – or the casting director or whatever remembered him, and so she sent him over to Fright Night and was like – you're not really right for weird science. You, you're 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 not really John Hughes level yet. Um, but we've 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 got another project for you.
0: Right, go talk the to Tom Holland. Like Triple A team, <laughs> right? Like the farm team. Well, and that's and even the director Tom Holland said that there were like a couple other movies that were ho- bigger budget, higher priority. So he was kind of right. left alone by the studio. No, he was. It was a smaller production, so nobody really right. cared what he was doing. <laughs> so,
1: right. Cause I didn't they were even, they even offered Charlie Sheen at one point. Oh, That's right, yeah,
2: that's right. I read that, like, and, and that, like, Charlie Sheen wasn't a hero, mm. yeah, yeah. It was it,
1: it was,
2: you know, it was nice, it was nicely put in a way. It was like he wasn't right, but yeah. Well, I mean, I guess I mean, you think about like 1985, Charlie Sheen, I, I could see that he was, he was sort of like, he was sort of uh, by that day's standard, you know what I mean? He was sort of like the pretty boy with like maybe a little bit of smolder
0: mm-hmm. kind of yeah, thing, yeah. like,
2: so I could see why. He, Someone like Ragsdale ended up getting it. You know who's who's sort of like forgettable right. in a way. And I think you. I mean, and I. I don't even mean that as like a read. I mean, I. I think in this instance, I think that's exactly kind of what you want Charlie to be. <laughs> is this sort of very benign? <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, and uh, not offensive in any sort of way. Right. Kind of lead. Right. And so. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he, exactly. po- he played like paranoid very well. Well, yeah, I mean, because he always sort of looks like deer in headlights. Yeah, you, yeah. Know? Yeah. you know, what yeah. it reminded me of? It reminded me of, and I know this movie's a remake, but um, the Shia LaBeouf movie, um, um, o- Re- Rearwind? No, Open? Um, no, Suburbia isn't it what it's called? Where he's on it. house arrest in his home, and he's got he's got um, he's got binoculars, and he's, he's he thinks he sees, sees a murder. In the house next door for like a new guy that moved in. Anyway, it's it's good. Oh, huh? I'm pretty sure it's called Rear Window or S- Suburbia or something like that. I'm not One of those two. I don't know either
0: of <laughs> those. Okay, well, And this guy, William, William Ragsdale. I knew I, he looked familiar. I was like, I know, I know this guy from some somewhere. And so
2: I know I know him from Mannequin
0: 2. That's what it was. I, I didn't really yeah. I couldn't place him. I had to look it up. I was like, what the really? fuck was this guy in? But then yeah, yeah Mannequin 2. That's I was like, that's yeah. where I know this guy. Yeah. Yeah. With
2: Hollywood and then the, the the ancient duke with the mole. Yeah. Right, the really <laughs> hairy mole. That's what I remember. And 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 I guess Christy Swanson. Whatever. Yeah, Christy Swanson. Yeah. That's what I remember.
0: Be- before she went all maga maga hat.
2: Right. Kudos to her though. She plays she plays someone who's I, you know, been enchanted as a mannequin for centuries. Very well.
0: Yeah, well, and I remember. And in the nineties, I mean, she was in, uh, you know, Buffy. Buffy the Vampire Slayer was a fun one. Or and there actually there was a movie I think with Charlie Sheen called The Chase. Uh, the Chase. Yeah. <gasps> Which those like so I I watched a few mo- There were a few movies in in I right. think it was on HBO rotation when I was a kid that I would right. like watch pretty regularly. Her
2: so, name is Chrissy. Chrissy
0: Swanson, is that right? Christy Swanson. Yeah, and right. I remember,
2: I mean, I remember seeing, like, she she had cameos in Ferris Bueller and Pretty in Pink, mm-hmm. Um, and so I remember her even in those.
0: Yeah. Nicole, yeah. do
2: you think you could make a cadaver out of her? Easily.
0: <laughs> Gladly. Gladly. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of feels like they downgraded right? Because the first mannequin, what was it? It was Andrew McCarthy and, was it Kim, Kim Cattrall? Cattrall. Was yeah. Yep. So many can do like right. just kind of a little bit of a downgrade in every way, right?
2: Right. Yeah. I know, it was sort of like the poor man's and I don't know how in the world you managed to get a poor man's Andrew McCarthy, but right. you did, but with they did. And um and in some some way, I guess, yeah, Chris I mean, you know, they're not really comparable, but I mean in, in you know, I guess it follows suit, right? That like, yeah, Christy Swanson is sort of like, you know, we need someone that's like Kim Cattrall, but not. Right.
0: And so, <laughs> right. How about yeah? How we, about Christy Swanson?
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah, like that whole—I mean, thank goodness actually for the actor that played Hollywood, because that was sort of as as ridiculous as that sort of character is, and there's all sorts of, you know, by today's standards, really problematic tropes surrounding Hollywood. Um, He's still a lot of fun yeah. to watch, Oh yeah. And, and I actually love the ridiculous, uh, you know, scenery chewing of the the mole <laughs> villain guy. Right. I, I, that's all brilliant. I mean, he is straight up like, you know, uh, Dudley Blue Wright villain, tie the damsel to the railroad track, you know. Yeah snidely whiplash
0: almost that's a
2: snidely whiplash thank you guys that's how big he's playing it and i i'm I'm here for it it's (laughs) it's so ridiculous and so not appropriate for any of this but it's great
0: right (laughs) well that's and that was kind of the uh the guy who played the vampire jerry which what like if i had to pick the lamest name for a modern incarnation of Dracula, it would be fucking Jerry. <laughs> well, you
2: know, in the in the Fright Night remake, um, I that they actually make a reference to that, which I appreciate. It's a very meta joke, but like the the evil Ed equivalent mm. character says to the the charlie character you know he's like your your neighbor's a vampire you know that right and charlie's like jerry his name <laughs> he's like, got to be like the worst vampire name ever
0: yeah yeah totally
2: true
0: i haven't seen something that one, i but... like about that that move that remake
1: is that like three years later they made fright night part two but it was just a remake of fright night again with
2: the, the original Fright Night Part Two or did they make a remake of Fright Night Part Two?
0: That. There, yes. There's a second there's a second Fright Night Part Two. Really? Yeah, which I haven't seen. I haven't seen.
2: There are so many Fright Nights. Okay. Yeah. So it's not it's not like a sequel. It's it's literally just we're just gonna retell the same story but gender yeah. swap it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I, that I knew. I knew it was a, a female vampire. And I it was think. Like three years later or something like that. Well, and <laughs> the original Fright Night 2, it was Jerry's sister. Okay. Oh, okay. So I guess there was some sort of like attempt to make it kind of a new story, but it's basically the same story.
0: Huh. That's interesting. And I, I'm trying to remember, like, surely there are other stories, but I can't think of other vampire stories where like there's like a character who was turned into a vampire and has lived for hundreds of years, maybe thousands of years, but also the same thing happened to their sibling. <laughs> like, right.
2: Except for maybe, oh. maybe vampire diaries
0: for, Oh, the vampire. I'm not familiar with that. I haven't seen that.
2: Yeah. The, 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 the what, I don't know what it is. The WB or some, some CW, some channel like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, and I think it's based on a book series, I think. Um yeah. you can correct me um if I'm wrong. Uh but uh they the lore I guess is that they're they're like eighteenth, nineteenth century, I think is when they got turned. Okay. And it's the two brothers and we find out that like it was sort of like a love triangle and that's how both the brothers ended up getting turned because one fell in love with the girl and the other one fell in love with her and then um i think she like she promised them both something and that's how they both ended up getting turned <laughs> and then so,
0: surprise she's a vampire
2: <laughs> yeah right yeah exactly and so you know one obviously has lived you know for a hundred some years or whatever and he hates this existence and the other one has sort of like embraced it um and and so forth yeah i've tried to watch that series twice now and i've stopped in the exact same spot because it gets so convoluted that i'm like i like they start introducing more and more supernatural creatures and the lore gets really complicated and i just sort of i lose interest and i lose focus and i'm like well i don't care anymore
1: (laughs)
0: stopped in the exact same spot every time i'm
2: like i don't yeah right <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, interesting yeah i've never i've never tried to watch that show so
2: but i think i mean that's that's the only one i can think of actually that it's that sort of mentioning the, the whole idea of like this is what happens to one and then the sibling you know meets the exact same sort of fate yeah um but on that note though i was thinking about this um in fright night um i, I remember uh listening to your um the good son um episode and uh somebody mentioned the, the the trope or the paradigm um that was really popular when we were growing up I mean I know it's it's sort of a thing it's sort of a theme that that has occurred I think throughout cinema's history but it was really prevalent in in the films in our generation this idea of like not believing children yeah and um and I feel like this movie sort of follows that same paradigm. I know it's, it's hard to remember that Charlie's supposed to be a teenager because Ragsdale clearly does not look...
0: Right. He's like 25,
2: yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And, and I, I mean, none of them do, really. But like, so, um, yeah, you, you know, you've got like Beverly Hills Now 2-0 and casting. Right. right. And here it's like, okay, you are clearly pushing 30 and you're supposed to be a teenager. It's fine. And, um, but yeah, I mean, so it's it's sort of hard to remember that they're all supposed to be children. Charlie's supposed to be technically a child, yeah. even though yeah. he's a teenager, but it still follows that same sort of of theme of like, he's running around. I mean, and, and it's not only the adults that don't believe him, you know, the police officer and his mother, but his friends too, his peers right. don't even believe him. And um, and so I, just, I, I, I thought that was fascinating that, that sort of carried over even into a film like this. Yeah. Um, and, and, but it also got me thinking like, Other than maybe True Blood, Mm -hmm. I can't think of any sort of vampire genre, uh, or vampire centric story or TV show or movie where from the, from the start, vampires are accepted as real and existing and we, and you don't have to have like a character sort of experience it and, or make everybody believe in them.
0: Yeah. Um, Right. Actually, you know like, that's. It's that, always. We, go we, ahead. On right. one of one of our first episodes of this show is like the second or third episode, we did a, mo- a movie called Inhuman Kiss, which yeah. which is a movie from Thailand, and it's oh. it's folklore from that region of the world about a yeah. a Krasu, which I had never heard of before, but apparently it's like their prime. It's women who <laughs> at nighttime their heads come off. And all of their entrails and bodily organs come out with the head. And, oh wow! And so the head and it's the like entrails, joy, yeah, fly wow. around and like bite people and attack people, kind of like a vampire. But Got it. but one thing I noticed about that movie was, like, the characters are like, "Oh shit, there's a chrisou," and everybody's like, "Oh fuck a chrisou!" Like every like everybody's <laughs> right. immediate. So it-
2: and they know that these things exist.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was like immediately accepted, which I thought, right. which I pointed out at the time was like kind of unique among, cause it's always the case with these kind of stories is like the, the you know, nobody believes these supernatural things exist, you know?
2: Right. Like I, I'm even thinking like, uh, e- even in like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, um, and I'll, I'll reference the TV show really more than even necessarily the movie. But like, Buffy knows they exist, and and Giles the Watcher knows they exist. But like, it's it's not it's it's less even about necessarily like convincing people that these creatures exist, and more sort of having to finagle the fact that she's a vampire slayer. That's actually what the emphasis is. So I don't even know if that counts. But like, yeah, I mean, I, other than like. True Blood, and then evidently, oh, 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 I'll amend my statement. In Western culture,
0: <laughs> right, right, it
2: seems like other than True Blood, mm-hmm. they always sort of set up this this idea of like our our hero or our main character is going to discover the supernatural creature, and no one's going to believe them, and right. we're going to have to integrate the rest of the cast
0: right you know, you know to, and, to believers well and i've even noticed that in shows like star trek or like they'll have episodes where it's like you know i saw i saw this creature in the hallway and they're like oh warf you're crazy that can't be real and it's like bro we were in an alternate dimension went back right. to the, like last week we were in an alternate dimension in the past and that like now for some reason this is unbelievable like They don't do pre-flight checks before they leave the dimension. Like they don't like
1: some dude, like some worker, like checking a hatch or somewhere.
0: Right. (laughs) Right. And well, and there comes a point with shows like that. I'm like, shouldn't you guys just have like complete suspension of disbelief at this? Like, haven't you experienced enough to where you're like, yeah, that's probably true. You know, like, right. fucking, like space gerbil is gonna
1: crawl into some some access hatch and die in there, man. Right. All and and the toilets got all this, like right. green water in their
0: toilets just gurgling up. Right. right, the to- the trouble with toilet tribbles, yeah. That's right. <laughs> but, and that
2: is weird too, though. That like that that a, a sci-fi genre show would would suddenly draw the line at like folkloric characters. Like, you know what I mean? Like leprechauns and, and vampires like, well, don't be crazy. Right.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> Those aren't real. Yeah. It's like, we were just, we were just talking with Q yesterday. Like, you know, <laughs> come on. No, exactly. You have a bunch of Klingons, like after work, like <laughs> hanging out at the bar and they're like leprechauns. That didn't even sound like a real word. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's right, just like,
1: buddy. okay.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's where I draw the line. No. <laughs> exactly.
1: That sounds. I was, was going to make a a statement on um Nicole what you said earlier about like about just like it's kids, and and adults not believing them. And one I think one of my favorite tropes, even after uh, building on that, is um kids solving problems with kids solutions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's something we've talked about on the podcast before, and it's my favorite scene in the movie. Or it's it's after this scene happens after this, but Charlie he goes to Vincent you know, who's a, who's a horror movie, uh, announcer, you know, for advice. Right. And then like a scene or two later, um, he's, he's explaining the situation to Amy, like his problem. Right. And Amy's first, first solution is like, well, did you try Mr. Vincent? Right. <laughs> Did you, like, try to go to this horror movie guy? Right. Right. Like, like this like, like, the only solutions you could think of. Right. It's like, I tried that already.
0: <laughs> <laughs> obviously, obviously <laughs> that was the first thing I did. <laughs> yeah.
1: I went with him and we talked. Um, what,
2: and what the, um Peter Vincent was, was I mean, obviously, so, I'm sure we all looked it up. Uh, so, it, he was named after Peter Cushing and vincent price so Mm -hmm. there's there's the homage there in the name but the character itself was actually sort of if not written for hopefully created with vincent price very specifically in mind to play it and i read a couple different things about how like one of it was that like uh, Vincent Price was dealing with health issues at this time, and so didn't feel like he was up for it. And then another thing where it was like he didn't want to like pigeonhole himself. Right.
0: <laughs> Which at this point, like, by by eighty five. <laughs> by
2: this point, right, it's nineteen eighty five. Aren't we a little past you pigeonholing yourself? <laughs> Furthermore, and you'll appreciate this because if I remember your Instagram post, um, you said yes to Eggman right. or Egghead. <laughs> But you said no to
0: Batman, yeah,
2: because you have a reputation to protect.
0: Right, you were a Batman villain, right? Right, that specific Batman villain, though. Yeah, yeah, egghead, yeah, 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 like like
2: tertiary level Batman villain. If and that's being generous,
0: (laughs) egghead. Right, I I love that picture of him, like, but playing,
2: but playing the, you know, the grandiose. horror show you know inside joke actor playing an actor right character yeah. of peter vincent that was clearly all in homage to you anyway is is too <laughs> too too on the nose
0: right No, no. Yeah. well and I, yeah. I think that's an interesting thing that like we don't have anymore and it it kind of it wasn't even a thing anymore when i was a child but i think and, and I, I've never been sure how localized it was because they do have these hosts of, like, horror movie nights. Like, I think it na- on the USA Network, whatever, it was Joe Bob Briggs, right? And yes, then, no, I remember that. That's right. And then you had Elvira, who I think was, like, nationally syndicated. Yeah. But, and
2: Tales from the Crypt, right? That was also on USA, was it
0: not? Um, Tales from the a Crypt bit. was HBO. So I, I think that was...
2: Oh, it was! No, you're right.
0: So that, was, right. A, that was a little more... Um, that wasn't as local. But then the one I always think of is Sammy Terry who i think was more local to indiana specifically and oh, okay. and i don't know that he was as widely known so they would they would have these you know actors your mom was a
1: big fan of his isn't
0: she uh i kn- yeah i know my mom and my family like her brothers and and yeah like i know i've heard about this character sammy terry but i think it was like he would introduce these hor- he would have like it wasn't called fright night but it was like a fright night type evening that he would host right. he would host out of a tv studio like in Indianapolis you know it 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 wasn't like uh and he was in Hollywood or he and I think there were right. these very regional celebrities who did this kind of thing and I think it yeah. kind of died off before even I was a child but right. but I've heard my mom talk about it yeah so
2: so the, I mean so, this, so the, I mean so, so obviously people who are of a certain demographic or age coming in in 1985 to watch Fright Night very much are recognizing then is what you're saying.
0: I think so. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, They're going to recognize the idea of a Peter Vincent immediately.
0: Right. Being like a local celebrity. Yeah. Which is something that I think, I think kind of disappeared a little bit even before we were, we were children. So.
2: Right. Right. Well, and clearly local celebrity, right? Because I mean, I I don't know if you caught how fast Charlie drove to the studio.
0: Right. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I, I mean,
2: Peter Vincent must film
0: nearby. Right, yes. Very close. I know it's, Remember, it's, it's
2: it's like, have, like, public access. He's like, I need to talk to Peter Vincent and it's
0: like Right. Well it's like we, we covered uh Freddy versus Jason a few weeks ago and there's one point in that movie where they drive from Elm Street to Camp Crystal Lake in like twenty minutes and I was like, Oh, they so they they were just right next to each other. We did right. oh, oh, no wonder. Right. No wonder. <laughs> no wonder they're getting
2: just, you know, bombarded with Freddy and Jason right because right. you just yeah. You, everybody's yeah, yeah. it's,
1: it's all funny in that room. other scary movies live next to each other yeah
2: Yeah. exactly they're just they're, yeah they're
1: just a, it's, a, it's like a five minute like district right. drive right. Oh. I, I went to the gas station and Chucky was filling up his go-kart
0: <laughs> he's like <laughs> don't look <Right>. at me <laughs> don't look at me like <laughs> wait don't you look kind of familiar he's like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> you're so rude I'm just trying to fill up my tank. <laughs> and get to work. Chucky's in his outfit, and he goes he's like, to his call center, and he's making, he's garnishing teacher wages. <laughs> he's like, look, I got a busy day. Does Chucky have to
2: show his ID? Gas <laughs> like if he wants to buy like cigarettes.
0: Or... Absolutely, yeah. I'm sure he I would. I feel like he would, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It, but not because
2: he's a doll, <laughs> not because he's
1: ostensibly a small child doll. Right. Cause we're very inclusive in this in, in this fantasy,
0: yeah. <laughs> but he, I, I imagine he'd be real shitty about it. He's like, Oh, god damn it! Like,
1: <laughs> right, he's like, oh, Are you kidding? I'm totally of age. And it's like, Sorry, sir, you're wearing overalls, right? <laughs> he's like, Stomping, he's like stepping on this, yeah, right. stepping on the snicker bars to get, <laughs> yeah. to get over the counter, right? He's like, Look, uh,
2: my sister and I, my sister and I went to Olive Garden and you know, we, we, we braved eating inside the restaurant, um, and uh. We wanted to sit at the bar because we could get seated faster. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, and the woman was like, "I need to see your ID." And my sister, of course, immediately turns and she's like, "Mine." And she was sort of, you know, you know, titillated by the idea. She's like, "I'll show you mine. That's fine." And uh, and the woman was like, "No, I meant her." And I was like, "You know, and I'm that's fine. I'm completely of age. I'm more than of age." And so I was like, "Sure, I'll show you my ID." And for, unprompted, the woman explained why. And she was like, "Well, you, she's shorter, and you know, and she and she has a hat on." So I was like. This is this is the criteria right, like, for it was, why it was, I must not be twenty one. <laughs> yeah,
0: you're like it was better without the explanation. <laughs> yeah, right, no doubt. Just ask for the ID. Yeah, That's but fine. but I got to say, in Chucky's case, I would like the policy would make sense. Or they're like, look, anyone wearing Oshkosh Bagash, you gotta you gotta show identification, right? Yeah.
1: Sort of a, uh, I don't know. <laughs> really, yeah. Well, is Chucky the age of the soul that was put into him, or is he like, is he like a little boy? Oh, right. No, he's he's the age of the of of the serial Noor, right? <laughs> I mean, he's the age
2: of however old the serial killer was, you know, right? <laughs> right, and then, but he just happens to be inside this like, like the the Chucky doll that is supposed to, I guess, be sort of just aged out of a toddler like that's the idea <laughs> of the chucky doll
0: right is that right yeah yeah from what i remember like,
2: like ever three like... or four, the, the character of chucky but the <laughs> yeah but the the possessed person inside Chucky is, you know, I don't know. How old is the character in in Ch- I, don't, I don't remember.
0: Yeah. He's probably in his 40s or 40s, I'd imagine. Yeah,
2: you know what's funny, actually, is that, like, back then, I'm sure he was probably like 30. Right. And I'm sure the first time I saw a Child's Play, I was like, God, so old.
0: <laughs> right. And now you're like, well, he must be in his 50s because he's older than what me. So. <laughs>
2: that's what I mean. And now it's, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm
1: well past 30. And so I'm like, oh, well, that's... <laughs> I wasn't old at all. Okay. I remember when I turned when I turned thirty, thirty three. I was like, oh, I beat Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>
0: than, fucking nice. beat him. Doing better. That's than right. This. Celebrate that shit. Yeah. Nice. I had a,
2: I had a whole part when I turned twenty eight. We had a whole like celebration for like the nameless 27 club
0: oh you yeah you know like just the or not the nameless but
2: the endless like sort of like slew of like people who right.
0: like who like jimmy hendrix kurt cobain janice joplin yeah. right like the whole
2: Morrison, yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Amy winehouse yeah
0: <laughs> thing,
1: right yeah like all 27 mm. it was like damn okay all right <laughs> must be like a sweet spot in like hardcore drug use that we're like you start at a certain age, like when you become famous, no, seriously. And then like, yeah,
0: that makes sense. About that time it takes about The sweet that spot. 27 yeah. is the sweet spot where you overdose. <laughs> I mean, you know, cause
2: I mean, I thinking back, I have a vague recollection of what my life was like at 27. It wasn't great. Um, I mean, I don't know if it was at the point where like I was sort of like, I'm done. Right. You know, one way or another, I'm, I'm out. Um, but <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I can sort of understand why, like, you reach that sort of point right before 30, you know? And, of course, there's that joke about, like, what happens at, you know, you, you sort of reach that, like, existential crisis at 30 because you're like, oh, I'm just going to get older now. Right. There's nothing else to look forward to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, I... Just me? Okay. I, no. Well, and that's that's just so, it's so weird because 30, like, being in your 30s always seemed older. And then I remember turning 30 and I was like, oh, this is... I'm still like I'm the same fucking dude. I'm I've always been like thirty. Right? Who gives a shit, you know?
2: <laughs> well, and a testament to how like not really old thirty is. Um, my friends bought me a Game of Thrones cloak for <laughs> my thirtieth birthday. Like that was like that was the whole big thing. So like I walked around like I was like Jon Snow for <laughs> nice. my thirtieth birthday. And and my friend, uh, my friend's apartment that we went to. Um, she's, uh, she's Mormon. Um, and I, I mentioned this only, um, insofar as that my other friend who joined us because my friend who was hosting my birthday party is Mormon. She didn't have any soda or uh, a bottle opener cause she doesn't drink alcohol. Right. And so my other friend who brought wine was like, Oh no, how are we supposed to open this? And so, uh, my friend who owned the apartment, she was like, I do have pliers and I think I might have like a screw. And I was like, perfect. And so we completely MacGyvered a way to open the wine because nice. she doesn't, she didn't have a bottle opener. She didn't have a, yet nothing. And I was like, I
1: was like, we didn't even
2: think about this. We didn't think about
1: this. <laughs> right. So
2: that's what I did. So I got drunk on wine wearing a King of the North cloak for my 30th birthday. So that's awesome. You know, not really growing up. Things,
0: yeah, not old at all. Right. That's that's not, that's not a mature adult thing right to do. However, okay. all, although you know, at what age, you know, maybe 25 20 like where there there was a point where you would not have thought to get a screw and pliers. You would have been like, oh no, we're screwed. We we that's just true. don't have wine, right? That's- or tried to like dig out the cork right yeah Not which isn't gonna things. work yeah, yeah.
2: made it real miserable on myself
0: exactly but right. now we
2: were like solutions Right. I am 30 years old I, I look for solutions
0: now. right I can open this fucking bottle <laughs> that's right I will, and I will open this bottle yeah. yeah
2: I will get the contents of that in my stomach yes I will yeah yeah I mean I just you know I was like I will break the bottle open and right. pour, and like and have a container beneath me ready
0: right yeah, we'll figure yeah, it, it out.
2: Of, I will drink it out of like I will crash it against the sink, and I will drink it out
1: of the Tupperware that we collected in. And I'll <laughs> like just... the polyps and scars from my previous years of drinking That's right. Save me from any shards of glass that will pass through my intestines. Exactly.
2: Right. Exactly. It's fine. Or if you have a strainer,
0: right? A strainer would work. Yes. She's cool. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> then we'll just you know that'll 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 deal with the glass. It's fine. Well, right. I wanted to. I was I was mentioning about. Um, I like. So one thing is we were talking about like kind of villains in movies or whatever, and I like Chris Sarandon. I didn't realize this till after because I thought he looked familiar too. He's Prince Humperdinck, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. which yeah. You didn't you didn't already know that going in? No, I like I I I was like I fucking know this guy, and then afterwards I was like, oh, of course, yeah. yes, Prince. Well, Humperdinck. You know, um, I met Chris
2: Sarandon at um. There's a convention. There's a comic convention. Well. I'm using the term loosely. There's a convention Mm -hmm. called mask fest, uh, slash horror hound. And, um, and it, it, it circulates primarily like in the Midwest area. And, um, it, it comes to Indianapolis nearly yearly.
1: Okay.
2: (laughs) And uh, a few years ago, uh, Chris Sarandon was there. Um, and I was not there to see anybody in particular, but I knew that he was there. And, uh, he he didn't have a line at the moment and so I was like you know what I'm gonna jump over and say hi to him but this is what happened I went over you know and I was like I don't want an autograph I don't need a photo with you I said and I know everyone's here to sort of like you know talk to you about Fright Night and and Child's Play and Princess Bride I said but um I really just wanted to tell you that I loved you in Felicity (laughs) (laughs) and he sort of stopped and I think was genuinely like oh my God, somebody saw me in that. And he was like, thank you. And I said, no problem. Okay, bye. And like, <laughs> and left. But, you know, and he was, I mean, you know, I, I barely engaged with him. I just simply delivered my information and then walked away. So I, it's it's hard to be like, he was a dick. Right. Um, you know, like, I, I don't know. I mean, he, he, if I had stayed talking to him longer, I may have discovered that like, don't meet Chris Sarandon, man. Um <laughs> but who knows and he was perfectly pleasant and he seemed you know appropriately flattered by my really bizarre reference (laughs) of felicity and and i mean and again too it's a horror convention right so of course everyone's there really for fright night right yeah really for Fright night um and and yeah i mean and i i love i like i gave him his entire like resume but then was like yeah but that's not right that's not what i want to praise you for i just want to tell you that i love you in bliss
0: okay bye (laughs) nice (laughs) well that's and and fright night because i remember seeing the cover of fright night when i was a kid you know and there's the house with all the kind of the clouds and and i watched a lot of horror movies i rented a lot of horror movies from like blockbuster and family video when i was a kid but i don't think i've ever watched fright night before and i don't know why and yeah I, i hadn't either yeah and I, and I feel like the, years later. the the cover, the box cover, it doesn't look like a vampire movie. It looks like there's some kind of like supernatural thing going on. A
1: whole kind of
0: thing, yeah. yeah but, but like I not... like say the font
1: of Fright Night, doesn't it like create two vampire fangs?
0: Yeah, I think you're right. You're right, yeah. Yes. Yeah, but for whatever reason, when I was a kid, like looking at the box, I was like, this looks like a whole weird supernatural thing, not specifically a vampire thing. And a why.
1: lot of
2: a lot of movies like that of, of that era, by the time I think that we would have found ourselves sort of like browsing the aisles of a video store. Right. Um, and you know, for the youngins watching a video store <laughs> was but no. Um but uh I mean I, I have that same sort of hazy memory too of like seeing the box of Fright Night. Um and it had the same it, it evoked the same sort of thing that like tremors did right kind of based on the poster. And so I think I just assumed that it was the same sort of movie
0: right. and,
2: and then just, and then just passed by, you know, yeah. and, and, but and didn't really pay it any mind. Cause I was like, I'm not really sure what this is about. I don't know. And certainly at the time that I would have been wandering the aisles mm-hmm. of a video store, probably did not know any of the actors in the movie with the exception of maybe, Funnily enough, Roddy
0: McDowell.
2: Yeah. Um, but, uh, and that's just because that's the kind of household I grew up in. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, no, totally. I mean, and I don't even know, I mean, you bring up a good point, though. I mean, like, it should have been intuitive with the fangs. Right. Right, on yeah. the font that, like, oh, this is perhaps a, a vampire movie. But, like, that that crazy shark mouth thing You know what I mean? That's sort of like in the clouds or whatever. That's that doesn't even really like as 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 neat as that is, that doesn't really even read vampire to me either. Yeah.
0: And And there's there's so many faces in the cloud. And I don't know why. And it's such and like, you know, design of a cover is such a weird thing. But I, I just feel like maybe this cover didn't communicate maybe what they wanted to communicate or what they should have communicated. I don't know.
2: Yeah, that's true. I mean, or maybe maybe that was sort of the whole like gig, you know what I mean? Was that like they didn't want to give away that it was a vampire movie.
0: Right. Yeah. I
2: don't know. Like I'd like that we're so su- we're all supposed to be Charlie in that moment when we realize that like who's living next door to him. We're like, Oh, oh it's a vampire. Wait, it's a vampire. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right. we're all supposed to sort of be like, No way. Oh, oh, the monster in this is a vampire. Right. No.
1: I mean, what's weird is that when he first sees, sees the vampire, like right before it, like a couple of things have happened. Like he has this line where he's like, you're always telling me no. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. To, 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 to Amy. And then,
0: yeah. And then finally, like, like the scene,
1: like later, like, she's like, I'm ready right and it's it's darcy from
0: married with children yeah <laughs> like Mar- darcy, marcy,
1: marcy and she's like darcy yeah <laughs> he's like in his binoculars i was like right. What's this guy doing? I
2: love, I love the mom and also simultaneously hate the mom um but like but that that very moment though like where they're running down the stairs and like trying what? to the thing and the mom just sort of like creepily like turns and she's
1: like lover spat and all the stuff and like this know, she's word. like you wanted to fuck me and now you don't and they're like ten right. feet away from the mom and the mom's like what was going on right yeah and I don't
2: I don't know if like they they chose to like right I, I don't know if, if part of the direction was like you know mom character don't even hear that or just right. bypass it or whatever. Right. But, like yeah she doesn't she doesn't acknowledge that but she acknowledges that they're fighting. Right. Like, yeah that kind of thing. And so I'm like Okay. Yeah, but it, it, and it was sort of abrupt too because they're they're playing it sort of euphemistically when they're up in the bedroom, and yeah. then like as soon as she like marches down the stairs, she's like, "Do you want to fuck me or not?" <laughs> and it's like, "Whoa, whoa, what?" Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's all those. There's like, she, does, she, does, she does use the phrase "make make love," doesn't she? I think, think so. Yeah, I, yeah. Hyperbole, you
1: know. Yeah. Right. But I
2: mean, but it, that is essentially what's going on though, and like it is sort of like hysterically. The tone shift is really strange yeah. in this movie. And I think part of it is, is how it was directed. Part of it is because you have very different styles of actors in the same scene. And I won't go as far as to say that, like, people are in different movies. But... Right. But, I mean, because I feel like everyone's in the same movie. But, like, you just have... it's it, <laughs> It's sort of like... And I think we've all been there. Um, it's sort of like when you're in like a community theater show and it's very obvious who has had a stage experience and who's, who's new to this.
0: Right. That anyway.
2: kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those. I mean. Like, so you get the, you know, so like when Sarandon shows up and like Roddy McDowell, that's a different sort of vibe and energy and handling right. of the ridiculousness of whatever they have to do and say. And then Ragsdale's Ragsdale can kind of hold his own, but he's sort of Magoo. And then um,
0: you got Evil and, Ed,
2: <laughs> and then you got and then you got Workhorse Stephen Jeffries here <laughs> playing Evil <laughs> Ed. Yeah. Um, I mean, and oh, oh, we got to talk about that. And then um, and then yeah, and then what, um, Amanda Bierce.
0: Yeah. I yeah. her name right yeah I think so. Marcy Darcy.
2: yeah I, I know I can't think of anything else except married with children it, even even all the way back then I'm just I'm just watching her the whole time going Marcy Darcy yeah did you guys read the uh the the bit about how like she was cast last mm-hmm. because they had a hell of a time Tom Holland had a hell of a time finding the right actress to play Amy because he really wanted that sort of like all American girl next door. And it just cracks me up because she's awful. And I'm like, who in the world auditioned that like when she came through the door, you were like, Yes, thank you, finally.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, she had those doe eyes. <laughs> I guess those doe eyes and the cuteness, man. In that in that
1: scene in the diner, like later on after after like the mom scene. Oh yeah, with the chili. Which, by the way, the diner is like the grossest thing I've ever seen. Like when she says when he like walks away doesn't from the city, It doesn't remind you of steak and, and shake grabs... we all went to after every show. What are you talking what? about? It doesn't remind you of like every steak and shake we ever went to <laughs> oh, after yeah. every every show. Yeah. But worse. yeah. It mean, she advice. says she yells to Charlie and he turns around, she grabs like the dorky kid's burger. And then slaps him with this like atrocity of meat. I don't even know what that was. But they're like, serving these poor teenagers.
2: Is it like a chili burger? Is it like a sloppy joe? What that, is it?
0: That's that was my assumption, yeah, was that it was something like that. Because it has
2: a tomato on it. Yeah, right?
0: I do yeah. I don't know. Maybe that kid just orders a weird fucking sandwich. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> so she was knows. Doing him a
1: favor. She's like, Get some friends,
0: asshole. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, Tommy. Yeah, he orders just the fucking weird sandwich. He gets a sloppy Joe with the tomato on it. We don't fuck Tommy. Great. Right? the
1: chef comes out and just like." Tosses the plate down, like,
2: "Here's your fucking sandwich." A sloppy Joe is drenched in like a tomato-based sauce. Right. Like, like, you don't need a tomato slice on it. Right. This, this is what bothered me in the whole movie. That's why. That's why it gets only three stars. Right. Because I just don't understand. I didn't sloppy know what that Joe sandwich was. Tomato slice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that scene was ridiculous, though. It's like every. I Just, like, everything he did pissed off, you know, Marcy Darcy, whatever her name was. It was just, like, right? any way he could fuck up that relationship, he was doing it.
2: <laughs> yeah. I felt like there were a lot of... Um, and I don't know if it was a... I don't know if it was written this way. Um, and we were just supposed to sort of, like, intuit, like, certain things. Mm-hmm. Or if there was... If there were a bunch of other things that, like, got cut. Um, and... And I mention it because watching the remake with uh, – who is it? It, it? It's Colin Farrell.
0: Colin Farrell, right. yeah.
2: Right? Um, and um,
0: – Anton Yelchin.
2: McLovin. Anton Yelchin, that's it. McLovin. And, and uh, Tony Collette, right? Tony Collette plays him on. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, but, uh, nice. But, like, I feel like they, they sort of flesh out how, how, like, Ed and Charlie knew each other or, like, why Ed – is sort of like the go-to kind of uh horror movie guru.
1: Mm-hmm. You
2: know I mean? like he's the one that like Charlie would go to and be like, how do I solve this kind of thing. Um and and also the the relationship with Amy and their sort of like whatever stage they're at um is sort of fleshed out better um than than I feel like the, the 1985 one. Like when Charlie calls Ed, when he calls evil and and he's like, I need to figure out how to, you know, deal with this vampire. Suddenly, you know, Ed's like, well, you could use garlic and holy water and a cross and all this stuff. And that's that's all well and good. But, like, I feel like unless I completely missed it, there's not really an establishing moment that, like, other than evil just being sort of a weirdo.
0: Right, yeah.
2: Like, why he's the one that Charlie would go to. And furthermore, isn't Charlie supposed to be, like... The big, fright night horror movie fan.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, he's always watching those. He doesn't shows.
1: already know how to deal with a vampire. What well, think he does? You remember like the scene later where it shows his bedroom and it, just, it looks like it looks like you could go to confession in it. It
2: looks. It looks like it looks like the Madonna. Uh. Uh. Like a prayer video.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh shit! I'm almost it's going. With on. All yeah. the candles everywhere. like a good. statue of the Virgin Mary, I think. even. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's what I mean. To get that. He went to Hobby Lobby real quick yeah before candles
2: yeah I I didn't understand um well yeah but I mean and to bring it all the way back to your, your point sort of about like like it's really odd that like you have that moment of him spying on whatever's happening outside his window mm-hmm. and the, the very next moment is is Amy sort of being like you know don't you, or or do you? you know, kind of thing, you know, and then them fighting with all of that. Like I feel like there's there's a there's a more organic slow burn with like whatever's happening between Charlie and Amy in the remake
0: right
2: um, than than in this film. you know what I mean, they they give you sort of like a really rudimentary like four or five lines that are supposed to just imply. Charlie wants to have sex with his girlfriend. His girlfriend doesn't know if she
0: wants to or not. That's all you need to know, right? And, <laughs> right, and now she, she in, feels ignored for everything else, <laughs> right? Yeah, I know. You're you're right. Yeah, and they they do paint with very broad strokes uh, to set these characters up. And but one thing I thought was, and I almost feel like it's a um, uh, uh, like a wink to stephen king's salem Lot, salem's lot in a number of ways and especially the the i don't know if you guys have re- i haven't seen the movie the miniseries salem's lot but i've read the book and the there's a character who's like a young boy he knows all about horror movies and he's able to be a big help in defeating the vampires because right. he has this like basis of knowledge right and it's it, right. it's a character named um the character's name is mark petrie um but I, but I feel like the, like it's a very similar kind of character. Or at, at least I feel like they're drawing from Salem's Lot. Uh, which, oh, just, right. which just came out like maybe 10 years before this. Um, right. But then, but then I thought it was also interesting that uh, Chris Sarandon, because I think they painted with, with broad brush brushstrokes a lot, and a lot of the characters weren't fleshed out, he did a lot of research. And he was like, you know, most bats are fruit bats. So I <laughs> yeah. bet... I That's bet this character. vampire would eat a lot of fruit. And so he's, like, yeah. eating fruit the whole goddamn movie. Like, I
2: love it, but it's also so not necessary. Right.
0: It's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's.
2: I know, yeah. like, I figured that Jerry probably has a lot of fruit, fat DNA. Right. And it's, like...
1: What? Right, it's like what? Why? Right. Why? Why? Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs>
2: How in the world is that gonna help you
1: perform this role? Right. Yeah, it's like I think of like Oceans Eleven and like Brad Pitt thinking like, you know, someone with low blood sugar would probably eat all the time in every scene.
2: I I mean, I will say though that I do love it it was probably like my seventh go watching Oceans Eleven before
1: I realized that Rusty is always eating.
0: Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's
1: funny this came up because I watched mo- uh, the movie Moneyball, um, part of it today while there's a lull at work, and it, it's I like it because it's a very low energy and it's a very like relaxing movie to watch. Have you ever seen it? I'm a math teacher and there's some math stuff in that, but like he's eating, he's con- he's constantly eating. Like he shoves an entire Twinkie in his mouth in one scene, and then every like. <clears throat> sorry every transition scene he's got the, seed, the 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 sunflower seeds in his mouth and he's spitting oh, them in a dixie cup
0: really i yeah.
1: mean it also may just be like brad pitt's sort of like behind the scenes own thing where he's
2: like i don't know what else to do in these lulls so i'm gonna keep eating It's, right. sort of, cool it's, eating. it's like the 30 rock joke with like uh alec baldwin where he's like i never know what to do with my hands yeah. and like he looks <laughs> like the two mugs and he's like this looks natural <laughs> right. that kind of thing you know well, where like I know some actors are just like I don't know what to do in these like sort of like dead moments. I'll eat. That's great, right. you know. Which is
0: that's, well. And I'm I wonder Brad Pitt though, because that's a that is a, a hazardous
2: sort of side bit of action to decide to do, because yeah. you know, eating could go south real fast. and <laughs> yeah. so,
0: well, I, don't, I don't feel like I think Robert Downey Jr. does the down. same thing where he because Robert Downey Jr. 'Cause I, I know oh, Yeah, and especially in some of like the Marvel movies like Avengers or they talked about how he would just have food hidden around the set. So then they'd yeah. be filming and he would just pull food out and they'd be like, God damn it, where like where did this even right. come from? Like, I feel like Robbie Downey Jr.
2: though, like perpetually, maybe his entire career always and, and and this is not this is not um this is not a disparaging comment. It's just sort of an observation. <laughs> um he's always felt like he's a little bored Mm -hmm. um in every movie that he's done and i i mean that more so like he's actually so brilliant that his brain's moving so fast that he gets bored really easily and so he's constantly thinking of like these extra little things to do Mm -hmm. while he's on set and i feel like that is having the food hidden everywhere is sort of like keeping it fun for him because otherwise he's gonna like zone out and obviously there was that period of time where you know he's he was high on, you know, heroin. Right. So I'm sure yeah. that also contributed to him, you
0: know, being uh, a lack of focus. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and another thing I thought was interesting that that came from like Chris Sarandon's like trying to create this deep, you know, a, a deep character where there really wasn't one was yeah. I guess it was also his idea to have Amy be like a reincarnated long lost love, which is actually totally. something that got. I I maybe maybe it exists somewhere else but that was something that was not in Bram Stoker's Dracula the book but That's right. but it is a big part of the movie. So Coppola, I Yes, I was just about Coppola's, to make
2: that reference and I know that you guys just did that episode. Yeah, yeah. And so um or going to release it soon or whatever. But like yeah, I was going to mention that. Yes, I, I even wrote that down. I was like it's a very uh, Dracula type of thing to have amy be like you know the spitting image of his long lost love or whatever and it's never mentioned right how old jerry is supposed to be i don't and, think so yeah no well, and, and the thing too and i mean this sort of harkens back to the idea of like none of these characters are really like fleshed out very well um but uh uh is is the idea of like we don't know how old Jerry is. There's no sort, there's no, there's nothing really about him even, even existing as a contemporary vampire in 1985. Yeah. Give you any sort of like indication of what era he was turned. Because right. I feel like a lot of vampires sort of carry with them um, some sort of vestiges of like, when they were still human, like when, does that make sense? Like the era yeah. of which they were turned, like they have the, their vocabulary is, is
0: yeah. particular Victorian you know, like, era or like, yeah. Like, they, like, they, they, like if they were turned in like the
2: 18th century, they'll still say like Mercurochrome, right. you know what I mean? Instead right. of like, instead of like ointment or like hydrogen peroxide kind of thing, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or, or like there'll be something about like their, their, uh, their dress that they haven't like updated or changed or whatever. Brad Pitt
1: is always eating people's blood in Interview with the Vampire
0: in every fucking scene. <laughs> right. Right. It's a fun uh, actor choice. Right.
2: But yeah, I mean so I, there was there was no sort of like indication uh, how old exactly Jerry was or, or what era he was from, kind of thing. I mean, I, I suppose the only clue we have is the painting
1: mm-hmm. of yeah
2: the the long lost love that looks eerily like the 1985 Amy. Right. Um, but even that was sort of like, I don't, that, that was a real mishmash of like eras, the way she was painted. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm not entirely sure where she's supposed to be from.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that's absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, just modern and, and yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, and the relationship too with, 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 uh, with, what is, is it Billy?
0: That sounds right. The, like the the his version of Renfield, yeah. Right,
2: exactly, exactly. His manservant, helper, whatever he yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, he too. Like, I'm like, is he supposed to... because he's not quite a vampire, right? This is what we discover. Right. He's not exactly a vampire, but
1: he's I not. I think, or you're not supposed it. to have like your your major house servant be a vampire. Oh, is that because that, that, that person can then handle your affairs?
0: In the, day. in the
2: daytime yeah. and, and things yeah. like that. Yeah, but, but, but the way he dies, though, is, is really gross and gruesome, so he's yeah. not human.
0: Right, yeah, because so. he gets shot in the head and he's fine. <laughs> so, right, exactly. Yeah. So
2: I don't know if he's like some sort of like ghoul or like, he's not exactly a zombie.
0: Right. But, yeah. yeah. um, what, what, What's the servant's name again? I, I, I said Billy, but I, I can't remember now. Yeah. Okay. Billy sounds right. Am I, sh- am I am right. the
2: actor's
1: name or is that the character name?
0: I I That's I feel like I Billy is right. I could be wrong. Here, I just, I,
1: I've got IMDb on, uh, on, in another tab. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but even the same the same thing with with the Billy character too, where it's like there's no indication whatsoever of like, um. I mean, and I think things like that too. Uh, for for vampire movies, especially. I mean, and I'm a big vampire genre fan Mm -hmm. and i i personally love this idea of like going against a really ancient reverent vampire yeah you know it's the idea of like this creature has survived for however i mean for millennia kind of thing you know i mean like it's not it's you know Like even even a two hundred year old vampire, like is that's impressive. But like you get you get something like the lore of like a Dracula kind of character and you gotta think Dracula is like four thousand years old or whatever and you're like, Holy crap.
0: Right, yeah.
2: Like, how in the world are you supposed to kill?
0: Right. Or like what was that
2: thousand year old immortal
0: creature? Yeah, or like Aaliyah's character from the uh what was that movie? Uh Something, uh, of, the damned, something of, the, of the Damned, Queen of the Damned, Queen of yeah. the Damned. where she was like an ancient, like yeah, six thousand year old vampire. Yeah, exactly. For, from like from like Mesopotamia. Right. Like yeah. that,
2: That's like where like she was like turned. Right. So it's like, how in the world are you supposed to, you know what I mean? I mean, it worked. I mean, I think of something like like the mummy, for instance, like when they awaken that creature, kind right. of thing. You get the sense that like, oh, they are fucked because,
0: right. This thing's as old as civilization. Like,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. But then you know. But then, like, so if I have no sort of gauge of like the threat level here, I'm sort of like, okay, well then, yeah, just you know, throw some holy water on him and wear oh. a thing of garlic and <laughs> right, see what maybe happens. Cross or two. Yeah, like, <laughs> cool. And that's essentially what they do. Right. You know. I thought that it was interesting though the the whole idea of like um, you have to have faith.
0: Right. Yeah, for the cross to work,
2: I had never actually come across that that little
0: uh, sort of addendum. To that, the cross—that's actually a—that's a—that's a big theme in Salem's Lot, Stephen, in Stephen King's Salem's okay. Lot. It's a—it's—it's it's a kind of a pivotal uh, part of Salem's Lot, actually. Yeah, the the,
2: the the very the very real idea of like having now—is it—is it faith like faith in like the 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 object like
0: the no. object
2: that the cross represents kind of thing. Like you have to have religious
0: faith. No. And it's actually not to spoil too much. It's not really a big spoiler for the book, but there's actually, they enlist the help of a Catholic priest. Right. And he goes to face the vampire and he holds up a cross and it works for a moment, but then uh, his faith falters and the vampire is able to just grab it and throw it away. And because this character's whole trajectory is he's been having a crisis of faith. And in the end, he's defeated by the vampire because he, like, he has the cloth, he has the cro- he has everything you should have, but he doesn't have faith. So he's easily defeated. It. Yeah. So you got to have faith. You got, yeah. As George Michael said, right. You got to. So, all right. Well, we're, we're bumping up against time here. So I want to ask your, uh, your headcanon real quick before we finish up here. Um, you, I can go first or if you guys have something, you're welcome to go. No, Please. go ahead. Go. Go okay. okay. My just my little bit of headcanon is when Ragsdale's character, Charlie, when he calls the cops initially, and they just like burst into the vampire's house without a warrant or anything. And then uh Charlie's like going through the guy's stuff. He's like looking through his drawers and like searching the guy's house. And it's like, I can't believe it's police protocol to like a bring Charlie with you and like bring the accuser into this person's house without a warrant, let them search the house. So anyway, my head cannon is that guy spent about another three months on the force before he was let go for violating civil rights and, uh, for doing for improper search and seizure. Right. So that's, that's my head cannon was this is, this is like the last case this detective handled. So.
1: <laughs> Nicole, would you like to go next? no (laughs) okay (laughs) i thought i thought it'd be interesting if if when jerry goes to sleep at night his caregiver is hollywood from the movie mannequin (laughs) 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 and that's like he dresses him up he dresses him up and he just he he
0: he wakes up like a fresh head of lettuce in the morning man oh i want to see a movie where hollywood is like the renfield character i absolutely want to see that yeah he has to like dismiss the the, the,
1: the, the detective and did <laughs> this clean up for the yeah
0: this cleanup for the house and stuff. I think so. Right. I'd love it. Oh my god. <laughs> That's hysterical.
2: Oh I mean I, I I wish I I wish I had a better sort of like theory. It was so hard watching this sort of like trying to piece together like what do I think is actually going on? The only thing I could sort of like glom onto was um a behind the scenes note that uh Tom Holland mentioned about I guess the Billy character mm-hmm. and Jerry about how there was supposed to be like homosexual like undertones right yeah like meet the characters and I love how like the actors were like, oh, we didn't pick up on that at all
1: right. um
2: but uh but I wonder if like if it if it was something and that might explain why um. Billy is sort of like a pseudo kind of ghoul slash not quite a vampire vampire. Um, You know what I mean? Where it was, it was something where like Jerry tried to turn him uh, and then, and then, and then it it went south or it went wrong or like Billy changed his mind or something. Like it was in the throes of like
1: passion, (laughs) passion. Exactly.
2: And then he was like, wait, no, wait, I can't.
1: Yeah, That's
0: funny. Because that's kind of how it works out in Dracula, right? When he's turning Winona Ryder, he's like, "Are you sure?" And she's like, "Yeah, wait, no." And then, yeah, totally, (laughs) totally, (laughs) absolutely. Well, uh, before we before we wrap up, it's like it's like harder than
1: joining a gym.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, being a vampire. Yeah, I. I mean, like, I didn't have to drink. I didn't have to drink very much blood to join a gym. So. (laughs) (laughs) Well. Nicole is there anything you want to plug or direct people to I don't know and if not I'll just edit out this question but I your Instagram is wonderful like it's it's I don't know if you yes. want to direct people to seeing all of the miraculous things you do with makeup and your own face uh but if you want to direct people there you're you're more than welcome to do that now so
2: yeah sure um uh I have um a a year an annual series called 31 days of Halloween and uh it is uh the whole month of October. Um, and it's just, uh, makeup transformations. Um, and it's all me. And, uh, they're just, you know, they're, they're popular characters from literature and and cinema and pop culture. Um, and some of, you know, they're always usually my favorites. Um, and I'm, you know, on my third year doing it. And so I'm, I'm running out of, um, characters to come up with and so <laughs> uh because i've it, it's like over 90 faces at this point so it's really crazy but that's a, what out. You like, what,
1: what's like something you've had in mind to
2: do? Um, or, or
0: what well, you've I, done from the past you know I,
2: I will say i will say i do have uh i have i have a duo that i did for this year um and i'm going to tag both uh you Corey, and brent um when I post it, because you guys have, um, because you guys have made mention of the the source material um, that I took these uh, this duo from um, extensively in the past. Okay. Um, and I thought you guys would get a kick out of seeing them interpreted, but me dressing up as these two characters. Nice. Um, yeah. At bonus points if you can even remotely guess what it might be. <laughs> Um, but uh, but you know, and then I have a, a just a, and a lot of them are you know characters from from uh, my childhood, our childhood um, that were sort of uh, every year like inadvertently a theme kind of emerges like once I start to like compile like all the the faces or the transformations that I want to do for the 31 days of Halloween. Um, Like last year, I, I realized that I had done like a lot of witches. And so it sort of became like the season of the witch and that kind of thing. And so this year it's really like nineties heavy. Like there's a lot of nineties references. um, And I feel like everything in my life is sort of nineties referenced (laughs) because I'm sort of perpetually stuck in 1993. So like, sure. Um, everything, like whether I mean it to or not, like consciously or unconsciously, like, or subconsciously, whatever. Um, it's, it's sort of, a, you know, referencing the nineties, but, um, anyway, so yeah, so there's uh, a makeup series, 31 days of Halloween. Um, and you can find that on my, uh, Instagram, which is Nicole the Bruce. And, uh, you can also find it on Facebook at Nicole the Bruce design and, uh, there'll be a new portrait every day of October and I've got one more, one more trailer to drop um, okay. before we get closer to October. And it's a really fun one. Um, and it sort of gives you like little, uh, you know, snippets of, of some of the portraits. Cause obviously as we draw closer to October, more and more of them are finished and completed. So <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have, teasing pictures to show now right (laughs) i don't have to do just like a black screen and and words
0: (laughs) right yeah that's awesome yeah yeah yeah. we'll definitely direct people to that and 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 show that and i'll you know i'll I'll probably push this episode up and and uh, have it go out earlier than it maybe otherwise would just so people can if they're listening enjoy that uh the month of october with you so (laughs) next week we're going to be talking about the 2018 horror masterpiece Mandy, so make sure you check that movie out. And as always, you can follow us on Instagram at Head Pod. Find us on Facebook at Head Podcast, or Twitter at Horror Movie Pod, or the subreddit r slash Horror Movie Pod. And make sure you're paying attention in October for a couple episodes with very special guests. Actor, <laughs> fuck it, I'm leaving that in there. Actor, Jeremy London, and actor Doug Jones. Cool. Well, it's been a pleasure having you, Nicole. It's been awesome talking to you. It's been so long, but it's good to talk to yeah, you. I talk to
1: you doing well. Yeah, so
0: this yeah. has been
1: Head Cannon. Yeah! Oh!